welcome to Awakened with Victoria Bond. I'm your host, Victoria, and I am absolutely honored to bring you this podcast where we will be getting raw, real, turning our consciousness, removing the old energies that do not align, and turning up our capacities as human beings and spiritual beings. I will be bringing you mediumship. I will be bringing you channels. I will be bringing you points of view that will shift your perspective and realign your body, your mind, and your soul. Enjoy this ride. This comes from my heart to yours. And know that while you're listening to this, indeed, you are helping to create this. Enjoy the ride, and I'll see you inside. Hey, everybody. So today, I am going to talk to you about manifesting, manic manifesting as well, and energy waves and flows and cycles, seasons, if you will. So we have kinks, we have these badass kinky kinks that we are hiding from the world. These kinks are in our subconscious and basically anything that we do not have that we consciously think that we actually want is because we are essentially not desiring it because we have a kink and not receiving it. Okay, so this is going to make sense as we go through. So one of the books that I am referencing a little bit, which has inspired me for this episode, is Existential Kink, which is from Carolyn Elliott. So this lady is a freaking wizard. She is a badass kinky bitch. (laughs) And we all have a kinky side. We all have a subconscious. We all do things unconsciously to self-sabotage our success. Yes. Many people come to me, a lot of my clients come to me and say, I am broke or my relationship is falling apart or I can't seem to get out of where I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm a neutral or I'm feeling numb. I'm not feeling anything. And what I say to them is like, where have you become addicted to the highs of achieving? Where have you really kind of created a pattern, which has been your whole entire life, by the way, because you have been conditioned to do so, to be an achiever and rewarded for that greatly. Where have you created an addiction, just like a heroin addiction of success, but a part of you is so shit scared of success that you keep cock blocking those next layers of success. We essentially somehow, somewhere in this human race, we came to believe that it wasn't safe to receive it all. And there is evidence throughout our whole entire history of being here on earth that it was not safe to have it all. If you were too rich, you know, it seems like you die early or someone kills you or you are heartless with these points of views about super, super rich, you know, and then same with the poor. It's just like tend to die young. People tend to hurt you or you are vulnerable. You are weak. We have these interesting points of views of rich and poor, which is a polarity, right? And we are continuously trying to look through history and past lives and also our generational lives to see where we fit in between that rich and poor. This is a construct. This is a 3D construct to keep us in a system of safety, right? So what is actually happening is every time we desire to mix up that structure a little bit, that paradigm, we want to mix it up a little bit. We desire actually to be wealthy and healthy 
and happy. Oh my God. But is that possible? Is it possible to be wealthy and healthy and happy? Interesting. So we are now starting to notice that there are people wealthy, healthy, and happy, and they're not frauds. So if it's possible for them, then it's possible for us. But we have to take ourselves out of the picking order that we put ourselves into and that our parents and our grandparents, our great-great-grandparents and all of those that came before us put us into because of this 3D paradigm of safety and structure and control and certainty. And we have to start paving our own way. We've got to pave our own way to create success to create the success in every area of our life, not just financially, not just emotionally, not just with our relationships, but literally our happiness, our wealth, our health, everything combined as a whole kind of foundational success, if that makes sense. If you do not have success in every part of your life, it is because you are still attached to the system that is between this kind of like rich and poor or happy and sad, you are still attached somewhere to this system of duality and polarity and you are essentially ignoring the signs that your mind, (laughs) your spirit, your being, if you will, is continuously giving you. Our subconscious will literally put blocks in our way and divert us and distract us, shiny thing syndrome, right? That's one of the diversions, deflecting of, oh, I'm not that good, you know, oh, no, 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 I don't need that, oh, I'm okay. So going into the so-called humbleness, to live humbly, I don't need this, I'm not attached to money, I don't even care about money, that is called deflection, because your human requires some type of money or energy for living and surviving. These material things around me did not buy themselves, people, okay? But when people go into this ego mindset, the small-mindedness of humbleness, the, the lower essence of humbleness is to go without, right? And that is okay if you are like a yogi up in the hills that lives in a, a cave or a monk, and that is like your practice, that's your spiritual practice. But if you are here living in a country where your kids go to school, you've got cars, you go to the local grocery store, you love going to different things like exercise groups and whatever, going out for dinner. If you're living a a so-called normal life that we have here where you've got a cell phone to listen to, your Spotify to listen to, YouTube, whatever, you need money, (laughs) like legit. And if you say you don't and you disagree with me, and here you are trying to balance your checkbook, if people have checkbooks anyway, or your budget, and you're coming up short, or you just have enough, you are putting your potency, your energy focused on money, focused on lack, and somewhere you have a kink, a kink that keeps you turned on and keeps you broke. Same with relationships, okay? And some of you, if you've listened to my 100 episodes, This is the same message coming through in different ways. Okay. So this is, I believe, our 101 episode. Like, (laughs) and um, if you haven't checked out the hundredth, go ahead and check it out because apparently a lot of people really liked it. And also please share the podcasts, the YouTube videos, because then we get to do more. Okay. So I'm just gonna sit my drink. So here's the thing. 
As Caroline, Carolyn Elliott says, having is the evidence of wanting. Whatever you have is because you want it consciously or unconsciously. That's it. So if you have shittiness and scarcity in your life, it is because somewhere you want that. You want to experience that. And I'm going to tell you how you can experience that and to basically fuck it off so then you can actually bring in more, right? I'm going to share that with you. But in saying that as well, like we get to open our eyes to conscious awareness with conscious awareness and to see where we are essentially blocking ourselves. People say, I've got a block. I'm like, you created a block, girlfriend. You don't have a block. You created a block. So why did you create a block? How is that block keeping you safe? Is it keeping you in this hierarchy system that we have just spoken about between the rich and the poor, the happy and the sad? Is it keeping you there? What got you there? What got you there was society and the experiences that you've had around you, right? That's what got you there. How did your mum act? Was she happy or sad? How much happiness do you believe you can have? How much money did your mum have? or your dad, or your grandparents, or whatever, whoever brought you up. And we somehow think that is our, because that's our kin, that's our tribe, that's our lot. It's bullshit. It's not real. Because we can have what we want, but we must, first of all, be able to conceive what it is that we want. And I was speaking to a client yesterday, amazing medium, absolutely fantastic. And I said to her, it is so amazing that you're a manifest generator. And it's so amazing that you've got a million things like going on. I love it. But what is the direct focus on those things that you have? If you had juggling five or 10 things up in the air, you need to be able to grab one at a time and focus your energy directly in that direction. Because wherever your energy goes, or your focus goes, your energy flows, right? And if you are showing the universe that you are putting, you know, 20% in for five different things, that's your 100, then the universe is going to give you that 20% back, which means you are never actually fulfilling the 100%. So yes, you can juggle five different things. And I'm sure the many gens here will hear me. You can juggle them, but you need to be able to stop long enough out of that ADHD and actually go, I'm going to focus on you today because you deserve my energy. This is where my focus goes. This is where my energy flows. And we're going to be very, 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 very successful. And then when I decide to change my mind and go to somewhere else, I know that I've put my energy there. So then I can go over here. Direct focus is key to getting what you want. And when you are doing a half-ass job, whether you're a mini-gen or not, right? It doesn't actually matter what your human design is or even if you know what human design is. If you're doing a half-ass job, then what do you think you're going to get? You People come in with these ideas of, I want to do this. I want to create a program. I want to create a product. I want to coach people. Cool. And then they don't go any further. It's like, well, what are the thoughts, the actions, the beliefs that you actually have to take action on. So you've got to take action on the thoughts, the beliefs, and the actions that you're meant to take, right? Because if you don't, they don't even leave your fucking head. And therefore, you wonder why you weren't successful. Because you didn't follow through. Because somewhere you had a kink telling you you didn't really want success because you couldn't be fucked. Why couldn't you be fucked? 
Why? Because working hard for money, like you don't want to work hard for money. You've seen this happen your whole life. Is it because you don't really like money? What is the kink? I don't really fucking like money. It comes and it goes, right? And if that resonates with you, please go find the podcast or YouTube video on money that I've done. So there's these things, or what if I have money and then people start rejecting me? Because I've seen in the system that we have that rich people, bad things happen to them, or people judge them, or they don't seem happy. But then, you know, maybe you're just more comfortable poor. So that could be like a money thing, right? Or relationships, maybe you've never, ever seen somebody actually truly happy, or believe that they were truly happy because your mum and dad were miserable. So therefore, somehow you don't believe it and you want to experience what your parents experience so you can understand them more. So you will absolutely deny and reject and repel a healthy relationship. That is a kink. My subconscious wants to experience a shitty relationship, a broke ass bank account in life. And I'm addicted to the highs and the lows. I'm addicted to the low of needing to make that money to make the rent next week. We get so much of this. like, And it's not until you get into minus thousands of dollars debt that you actually pull out your pull out your superpower and go and make some money and get off your ass. There's that essence, which is scarcity. And then there's this other scarcity of you're doing well, you're doing well, you're doing so fucking well. It's all happening for you. This is exactly what you wanted. And you go, oh shit, not say, let's fuck it up. Let's fuck it up quick. No, 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 no. We're not allowed to do that here on this earth. That is a kink. That is your subconscious wanting you to experience these feelings, but also this is you wanting to not shine because you are afraid of rejection, success, or the fear of failure. So you might as well just not actually even start, right? I know that sounds dark, but these are the things that come up in our conscious awareness. And these are the things that we reject. As soon as something starts going really, really good, we want it, really want to kind of bail out of it because what happens if we do get successful? How scary is that? What if people judge us? That's another one as well. So what do you love so much about what you don't have that you do want? Okay, so what do you want? What don't you have yet? And what do you love about your situation? And to own that, to own that shadow of, I enjoy being in a shitty relationship or I enjoy being broke because it is giving me fill in the blank. When I was on the beach, and I may have already (laughs) shared this with you guys, but when I was on the beach, uh, I was reading Existential Kink. I was listening to it actually on the beach. And I looked back at my life and I saw how motherfucking broke I've been. I got myself, Luke and I broke up when I was in my early 20s and I moved to Queenstown and I got myself into like $7,000 debt very, very quickly. Like very, very quickly. I had to borrow money off my grandma. I couldn't even get home. I couldn't even afford a plane ticket. And I literally was just like, what am I doing? Who am I? What am I doing? I just kept getting into debt. And here I was on the beach, you know, like I'm talking about, I don't know how many years later, 15, 16 years later, I'm on the beach and I start laughing. I start laughing so hard and I go, what did I love so much about being broke? And I started getting off on that. I started feeling the excitement of needing to find, where am I going to get the money next? Oh my God, I want this, but it's just out of reach. I can't have it. I can't have it. 
Same thing when Luke and I, you know, were together, right? And if you don't know, like my husband and I have been together since 16. We've broken up a couple of times. We're happily married with children now, et cetera, et cetera. But times when Luke and I were together, we both had full-time jobs, right? But we were always broke. I could always afford my bottle of wine a night or two bottles of wine. I could afford that. But if someone invited us out for dinner, if there was weddings, if there was 21sts, um, if someone wanted us to go overseas for a trip with them or on holiday with them, I don't want to go. So I made sure that I was always broke. I didn't know that subconsciously, or should I say unconsciously, I didn't want to go because I want to sit at home because I was fucking tired. I worked really hard as a hairdresser and I just wanted to stay at home and chill out and relax because I just had a gnarly big week and here everybody else is going and partying, having fun and doing stuff like that. And here I am going, I don't want to go. I can't afford to go. So I actually created scarcity and brokenness to keep myself from actually having to live instead of owning that I can just say no. So where are we creating chaos instead of just being able to say no? Kind of interesting, isn't it? We can also go into a state of manic manifesting, right? So you hit that below $3,000 overdraft or whatever, and you go, fuck, gonna make some money. And as if by magic, you're manic manifesting. You're on a high. Money's coming in. You're winning things. Oh my God, you just got some inheritance. Boom, you got a new job. You got a pay rise. And you're like, and you're on this high energy because you had to have that rocket up your ass that got you moving so you could pay your bills. And after all of that, you feel tired. You probably drop down, I would say, into what goes up must come down. And then you end up broke again in scarcity again. And in the energy of the fuck just happened. Same pattern repeats, right? We wait until we've got nothing. We manic manifest. We create. We get addicted to the pattern. No wonder we don't want money to continuously flow because if it continuously flows, does that mean we've got to be manic all the time? No. You need to retrain yourself on how to continuously create. One of my clients as well, another managing actually, she messaged me and she said, I made no money last week. And I'm freaking the fuck out. I made no money last week. And I said, let's shift your mindset to a CEO mindset. There are weeks where I make no money. There are months where I make no money. But then there's weeks where I make $10,000. There's months where I make $70,000. And then I may not make anything for a month or two. So when we shift, we transition to instead of money per hour, or needing to make a few hundred dollars or whatever, a couple of thousand a week continuously in that kind of system, working for the hours type of thing. What if we just knew that we could be millionaires? What if we knew that that six figures or whatever the amount of money that feels energetically correct for us, the money that we we desire to live for the standard that we are choosing, what if it just came to us in any shape or form? What if we didn't judge that? And what if every action we took was from intuition, not manic manifesting and not the high or the low? How does that feel for you when I say that? The other thing is with these energy waves, these energy flows, these seasons, your your own menstrual cycle, but also the moons and stuff. And we use this stuff far too much to bypass how we're feeling, by the way. I had this conversation in my mastermind and it's like, where are people using these lows as an out? Oh, I've got can't do anything. My period's coming, or it's a full moon. I'm feeling fucked up, or I've got to cancel my clients. I'm feeling like shit. It's like, what are you doing? Why? How do you 
Do you actually feel that the moon has more control over you than you do? Do you actually feel like just because your period's coming that you can't do anything? Like, I'm not saying go out and go for a run or go do ab work or anything like that. Like, there's a certain essence of who we require to be in these times. And the intuition will actually allow us to tap into that energy if we allow it, of course. But we are putting ourselves into another system. It's like not the 3D, it's like three and a half D, (laughs) right? Or the four and a half D. We're like not, we're missing. We're missing the point of evolving and being conscious and putting these rules in place. And quite often the rules, like the rules of, you know, human design, for instance, or astrology, are there to give us the freedom and the understanding of our blueprint, but then we've got to let them go. So we must look if we are addicted to certain parts of the season, the summer, the winter, the autumn, the spring. Most people are addicted to the summer because it's been conditioned very, very deeply to be, yeah, yeah, we're going, yeah, we're going. And then that's where the creating creating's coming, but quite often that can be manic manifesting because then we drop down into the low. And what we're actually wanting to do is to create more of a non-duality, which is more of a gentle flow and understanding and an embodiment of where we are at at any present time in any present moment rather than a roller coaster ride so when we're getting off on the highs and the lows there's a kink and that kink is still stopping us and cock blocking us because we're on a roller coaster and we can't be on that all day every day because it's exhausting and it creates burnout So how can we have more ease with all of these stages? Now, what I say to those who have really big waves, and a lot of people come to me and they are labeled as bipolar. And I'm like, not saying going off your meds here, right? And usually I don't take people who, um, people have to be at a baseline to work with me. I'm a life coach, not a psychologist. But what I'm actually finding is, their lows are just as divine as their highs and their neutrals are really divine because there's space and quietness. But because so many people are used to the highs and the lows and the patterns that have been created through their reality so far, that's all been external projections, by the way, they get really bored and scared in the the quiet and they call it the numbness. I'm just still. I don't really feel anything. I don't know what's coming next. I'm not feeling a high and I'm not feeling not low. Am I depressed? No, maybe you're just neutral. Maybe this is just actually your natural state where you should be making the decisions and coming into the sacred masculine of the actions. Because when you're doing that in your high or doing that in your low, whether you're an emotional authority or not, you are essentially feeding a pattern, right? So when I'm in a neutral space of I just am, I don't judge myself anymore. I don't try to give myself a kick up the ass to get moving back into the high because I myself, I've experienced burnout after burnout after burnout after burnout after burnout. Holding and managing myself was a full-time job. Staying broke was a full-time fucking job to avoid actually going out. Neutral is beautiful. Stillness is beautiful. Presence is beautiful. Space is beautiful. But we're telling ourselves that there is no space because we're constantly creating the chaos to feed the addiction of drama, of the highs and the lows. The manic manifesting cannot be maintained, just like the roller coaster ride. You've got to get off. 
and go on to <laughs> you've got to have a lunch break, man. Like you've got to go on to the log flume or something like that. <laughs> much easier, like the carousel, like go on to something that is ah, take a breath, right? So we're judging ourselves and we're always kind of jumping into this anxiety of the future rather than actually the presence of the now, because when we're in the presence of the now, anything is absolutely possible and we have kind of this quiet time. And a lot of people were so afraid of being comfortable and in that quiet time, but you can still be ambitious and still follow your audacious goals, right? But to reach them and to get them and to be manic and to grab them, like grabbing a whole lot of money, but not being able to hold it, it dissipates, it disappears and you end up where you found yourself at the beginning, right? Which was like in that need and that kind of rocket up your ass to go manifest and make the money. So where are your kinks? Where are you getting off on being broke or not being able to bring your dreams into fruition? I, when it came to our new building and buying our new home, I sat with this kinkiness for like nearly two years because it was just in reach. It was nearly mine, but I couldn't find the money for it. So I kept going into these lows and these highs and I was finding it hard to be in the neutral. And then I just surrendered to it and I went, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to let it all go. If that house is meant to be mine, if that batch is meant to be mine, because I do like to have my own building being a projector, but also I just like having my own space, right? (laughs) So if I can let it all go and surrender it, even though I felt like it was mine, then I'll get out of my own way, stop this habit and actually wait for divine timing to come in because I can actually trust myself that I will take aligned action when it is energetically correct. So the beach house did not come two years ago when I first initially was like, that is mine. It came years later. And I've spoken about this every single group I've ever been in. I'm moving to the beach. 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 There was no doubt, but I still had to find another half a million dollars pretty much to get there. How am I going to do that? Right? So I surrendered into it and I said, I will do whatever it takes to get to the beach, to that batch, to that house. To do that, I had to give it all up. Seems kind of counterproductive. I had to give it up. I had to surrender to the universe, to God, to myself. And I had to say, fine, bring me that or something better. And I will keep doing this work for you and for myself because it's my passion. I will keep showing up. I will not give up. I will not give in. I will commit to myself. Even if it's hard, the hardest thing I had to do was give it up. But by giving it up, I got it. If you love something, set it free. If it's meant to be, it will come back. I did exactly the same with my husband. I knew at 16 years old when I saw him for the first time that he was going to be the father to my children. For the first seven years of our relationship, I knew it. I knew it like I knew it. And then I was like, I've got to break up with him. This isn't working. This is not working. I can't do this. I've got to go experiment life. I've got to make sure I'm okay and that I'm with him for the right reasons. So I let him go completely for two years. Absolutely no conversation. But I always knew he was going to be the father to my children. Isn't that weird? I didn't play any games. There was no wishy-washy. There was no like, oh, let's just kind of gently break this off and still see each other. It was like, no way. If we're done, we're done. There's no going back. Two years. He messages me on my 25th birthday. Hey, Victoria. And he was the only person I messaged back. I kind of like not to be on my phone when it's my birthday. But I messaged him back. And I was so excited. I was like turned on. I was like, oh, Luke, he messaged me. 
I didn't care about other people that messaged me, but I cared about him messaging me. And I went, oh, my God. And I still knew he's the father of my children. But we're not together. This doesn't make sense, I would pray. It doesn't make sense. How do I know that he's a father of my children when I live in a basically a different end of the country? I can't even access him. I was literally in the South Island. He was in the North Island. I was broke, so I was stuck. And I was like, oh, no. And my eyes, all of a sudden, my attention was on him. And I remembered why we broke up. And we broke up because it wasn't working. Because I couldn't hear him. He couldn't hear me. And we had tried. Oh, we had tried. I had faith and I followed every single synchronicity. And when I chatted to him on the phone, and he said, what do you want from me? Because I'm not going to be your friend. And I'd say, I want to have a chat to you for a second. And we were both reading the same book. Eckhart Tolle, New Earth. We both don't read. <laughs> so I was like, what? And we'd both been on this journey of self-discovery and consciousness. We had quite a few conversations because I couldn't afford to go to, to get that airplane ticket. We reconnected. We got married and had children. And that was 13 years ago. Divine timing is a beautiful thing and surrendering is a beautiful thing. There is no rhyme or reason why we choose things sometimes. I know this weekend I'm going to a retreat, actually very shortly, in like an hour. I'm going to retreat. I'm spontaneously doing this right now, right? And the brain says, you're in the middle of a launch for magnificent mediumship. What are you doing? You should be doing posts and showing up and doing lives and doing free events and launching. And I'm like, I'm going to a fucking retreat. Because that is what I want to do. Because that is going to create more for me. That is going to create me $500,000 by going to a retreat and coming into myself and doing some yoga and breath work and journaling. Being with myself is going to create more. As I come into that neutral space of oneness and quietness. Or do I want to stay here and go into manicness? I can't do it because I've got a program starting next week. No, fuck that. Because I'm not in the system of manicness. I'm in the system of creating from integrity and being authentic. It is not your fault if you are in patterns. Every single person is in patterns. It is your fault when you see those patterns and you do nothing about it. That is when you've, as soon as you've had the awareness that you're in a drama pattern and you do nothing, you deflect and you divert and you don't do anything. You don't reach out to your coach or you don't go and buy the existential kink. I've just given you a tool right now. Be proactive, whether you've got money or not. There's a hundred episodes, you know, on my podcast. There is the YouTube videos. There is free programs on my website, victoriabond.co.nz. Free programs, right? Do the things that are free to get yourself the money to invest in yourself. Start asking, where is the money? And how can I embody money? And how can I smash out of this old paradigm and start seeing with more conscious awareness? How can I start coming into myself and acknowledging that I am fucking perfect? And one of the, and you know, this whole humbleness and power thing is another conversation that I've been having with my intimate groups. But it's very, very important for you to recognize that, and this is what I've been saying, without the label, without the hierarchy of the poor or the rich or where you belong in the middle class or whatever, Without your story, without your name, who the fuck are you? 
And I said this to my group last night and they looked at me and I was like, actually, if you're not the channel, you're not the medium, you're not the podcaster, you're not the mum, you're not the wife, you're not the friend, you're not the daughter, you're not the the CEO, the multimillionaire, the, you know, multiple six-figure coach, the whatever, like wherever you're at in your life. If you're not none of those things, then who are you? What are you? You're not nothing. You're an extremely powerful being. You don't need a name, a profile to be extremely powerful because you already are that. You could take everything away from you today. You could get amnesia and start again and you would still feel a essence of who you be within your heart, within your soul. You are a soul. You are a spirit having a human experience. And oh, what an experience it is. It's high, it's low, it's packed full of drama and chaos and love and passion. Essentially, you are a little God, and that is how powerful you are. Ego is not to recognize the power or to believe that you are more powerful than others. That is ego. But to be humble and to be powerful and to interlock that into one means you are whole and you're worthy to take up space. And nobody is better than you. And you are not better than anybody. We are all a part of a unity consciousness. I'm going to leave that there now. Look at your kinkiness. Look at where you're manifesting manically. Um, Look at where you are addicted to anything and ask what else is possible with creating more space and flow in this neutral space of oneness. That is where the creation happens, right? Don't make any decisions on the highs and lows. Come into neutral, come into grounding, come into a space of love always leave with love. Sending you so much love. Let me know how this lands for you. And like always, if you'd like to go on the MM waiting list, please let me know. My team will put you on the list, victoriabondhalohealing.com.co.nz. Whatever, I'm like chunking out here, but you can check out these show notes on how to contact me to get on the MM waiting list. Go check out my website, which is victoriabond.co.nz for free content and to check out more about MM and I will catch you soon. Listening to today's episode, I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it and also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family, and of course, clients. You can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me and or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast. You can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you. My heart to yours. Have a beautiful day and I'll see you soon.